everyone. I'm your host, Quinn, and you're listening to The Wild Side. It's our first episode, and I'm so excited. I have some super interesting content planned for this series. This episode will be all about connecting with wildlife. We even have an exciting guest interview. Connecting with wildlife is one of the best ways to immerse yourself in nature. You don't need a ton of time to do this. This can be watching birds at the park or looking for animals while you drive around. You'll be surprised how much you see if you just keep your eyes open. Probably the best way to connect with wildlife would be wildlife photography. It really forces you to go out and experience the world of whatever animal you're photographing. Every time I go out on a shoot, I learn something new. It could be about the animal's behavior or their preferred habitat, or it could be something I learned while researching the animal before or after the shoot. Now, we're going to move on to an interview with someone who, through his incredible wildlife photography, has really connected both himself and others to the animals and nature of Yellowstone National Park. So for anyone listening, we're now going to go on to our interview with Evan Watts, just on the call right now. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Evan Watts. Uh, I'm a college student, uh, junior, and uh, I am a hobbyist hoping to be professional eventually, uh, wildlife photographer. Yeah, and so you spend your summers out in Yellowstone. Can you just tell us a little bit what you've seen there and your experience out there? Yeah, so I work in uh, the general store in uh, at Canyon Village in Yellowstone in the summers, um, and I volunteer with their bear management team. And uh, so basically my free time consists of either volunteering and helping with bear stuff or uh, going out and photographing wildlife, which can be anything in Yellowstone from uh, bison, elk, moose, grizzly bears, wolves, um, black bears. They've got a lot of stuff. Basically every every large mammal in North America um, you can find in Yellowstone, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, and for anyone watching, uh, Evan has a YouTube channel. It's really informative. You can learn a lot about wildlife and Yellowstone and just kind of see some really interesting experiences as well as incredible photos. So you want to just tell us a little bit about running a YouTube for wildlife and how like it's helped you grow as a photographer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've really got two main um, styles of videos that I do on my channel. Um, one of those being um, in the field vlogs, which is sort of like you know, when I go out into the into Yellowstone or wherever, um, I film as I'm shooting, show off the photos and videos that I'm getting, and I kind of just take people along on the journey. And then the other ones are um, informative wildlife photography tutorials. Um, so that's teaching anything from uh, photographic composition to, um, you know, post-processing your photos, um, how to find wildlife, different things like that. Um, and it's definitely, I think, has helped me improve as a photographer as well, because I end up doing a lot of research specifically for the uh, tutorial videos um, to to make sure that, you know, I'm presenting good information that is accurate um, and that is going to be something that most photographers would stand by as as a good information for a tutorial. Um, So I do a lot of research for that that actually ends up in turn helping improve my photography as well. And I learn a lot just by uh, producing the videos. Okay. And can you give everyone a bit of background on kind of when you started wildlife photography as well as what sparks your interest and what you got you hooked? Yeah, so I started, I guess, not seriously until about two, maybe two and a half years ago. Um, but I was into photography for years before that. I've been using cameras um, just for fun since I was probably 13 or so. Um, but but like I said, never really got super interested in wildlife specifically 
um, until about two and a half years ago. And uh, I upgraded to a better camera. I had just kind of a cheaper camera at the time, upgraded to a better camera, upgraded to better lens at that time. And um, what really sparked my interest um, was I was planning a trip actually to go out to Yellowstone um, with a friend. Uh, this was before I started working in the park and uh, had come across this video on YouTube that was uh, these two professional photographers and they were out uh, in the back country outside of Yellowstone photographing grizzly bears. And something about that video, I don't know, I just, I really enjoyed that video and thought it was so interesting that people were going out into the park and around the park and taking these in insane photos. Um, and then shortly after that, I found a, a couple of Instagram accounts, uh, one of it, which was a guy that was my age and he lived in uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which is just south of Yellowstone. And um, he was a phenomenal wildlife photographer. So that kind of opened up my eyes to the possibility that, you know, if another guy my age can do this, this is something that uh, I can definitely do and pursue as well. And obviously it's going to take work to get to the position where you're creating photos like he's got out there. But um, that was definitely, those two things really sparked my interest. And then as far as what hooked me, I would say um, on my first trip to Yellowstone, or sorry, my second trip to Yellowstone, it was that following summer, um, we uh, looked for wolves most of the trip um, and, and we saw wolves, but they were you know, a mile and a half off. Um, but then on the last day, we had a wolf cross the road about 30 yards in front of us. And I got this photo that is still to this day, I would say, my top three favorite photos I've ever taken. Um, and, and just the feeling of capturing that photo is what really got me hooked. And from then on, it was like all in on wildlife photography. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's how it goes for a lot of people. Uh, yeah, Definitely. I remember just the first time it was actually uh, late last year, just got a new camera lens and... I was out at my neighbor's bird feeder. There, there was just a bunch of, there's like a rare, rare bird, and I just got a super sharp photo. And after that, it, I just kind of kept going out. Yeah. yeah, it takes one photo, and then you're like hooked on it. You can really see the growth over time of your photos from watching your older videos, even from last summer in Yellowstone to now, and you have your new 500 F4. How would you say, like, how did you get so much better so quickly? For me, it's just a matter of, of honestly, just obsession is the best word that I can put towards it. I've got, I'm the type of person that when I get interested in something, it's not like I dabble in it at all. I'm more so all or nothing. Like either I'm interested in something or I have zero interest in it. Um, and so once I got interested in it, it just basically, besides like keeping my grades up in school and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. It, it's basically all I do at this point. And I just constantly am thinking about it and grinding away at it. And, uh, yeah, it's really just a matter of like, once I get into something, I am 110% all in on it. And that's basically all I focus on. But there's also a lot of luck in wildlife. Like no matter, like even somebody with a not so great camera, no experience can go in and take an incredible photo and you like an experienced photographer can just get unlucky and not get any good poses. So, like how much of a role would you say luck has in your favorite photos i would say it has a huge role in in a lot of wildlife photography i mean um for example last my favorite photo i've ever taken i took last summer and um it was uh grizzly bear 399 she's a famous bear in the tetons and her four cubs had uh, killed an elk calf and were eating it and had i not i almost didn't even go down to the area where they were at I, i'd pulled out before then and was planning on going back to camp i just randomly decided to go down there 
And it was just totally by luck that I happened upon that. I had no clue that they were going to be around the corner. I didn't expect to see anything that evening. And uh, that was totally based on luck. And uh, same thing with like the wolf photo I was talking about earlier. Um, We were not even looking for wolves when we saw that wolf. I mean, we'd spent the entire like past four days looking for wolves specifically. And when we found that one that I got that photo of, we were not even looking for them. It was just totally luck and just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Um, So definitely luck plays a huge role. But I also think that uh, in a sense, you create your own luck because, uh, you know, the more time that you're out there in the field, the more likely you are to see something happen. Um, If you're out there for five hours once a week, then you're a lot less likely to see something happen. But you're a lot less likely to see something than you are if you're out there for, you know, 15 hours once a week. Would you consider yourself a conservationist? Yeah, I would say that I am. Uh, I've, I'm currently working towards a degree in wildlife biology. And um, if I can't make a living on photography, the hope is to uh, do something biology related um, for conservation. And uh, I definitely try to um, spread awareness with, I don't have a huge social media following, but with the following that I do have, I try to spread awareness um, and, and, you know, support causes that I believe in and share information about um, conservation issues that are uh, relevant at the time. So, yeah. How do you create impact with your photos, both looking at kind of like like the side of conservation and connecting people with it, but also on like a a more like a traditional, like photographic compositional way and like connecting with the subject, making people remember the photo? Yeah, I would say uh, the biggest tip that I can possibly give, and I've said this in a bunch of videos, is to try to get down on the animal's eye level. Um, If you can shoot at eye level, uh, it makes the image feel a lot more intimate and uh, to the viewer, like they're actually in the scene, as opposed to if you're shooting like from up on a hill down at the animal, it kind of just looks like a zoo image. It doesn't doesn't feel like you're out in the wild and you're there with that animal. And then uh, also look for uh, moments uh, in wildlife photography. Maybe that's where you know, an elk is bugling and you have that breath coming out, um, or it's a mother bear licking a cub's head. These like brief fleeting moments, um, always make for the best images, um, and definitely create an impact. So I would say look for that. And then as far as for conservation, I would say, um, try to capture images that tell a story. Um, sometimes the best wildlife images are ones that include people and that are telling a story about, you know, the, the conflict and the, the relationship between people and wildlife and how they live in close proximity and stuff like that. So look for images that tell a story about uh, conservation and about, um, you know, issues pertaining to wildlife. Um, yeah. Do you go out, like when you're out on a shoot, or do you have like a specific shot, like a dream shot in mind, or are you more going kind of just whatever I see today, I'll try and create something out of it? Hmm. Yeah, um, it really depends on the shoot. Um, definitely, I would say for most shoots, I go out with, at the very least, a specific subject in mind. Like today, I'm going to go look for bison or I'm going to go look for bears or whatever it is, um, as opposed to just driving around till I find something. I typically have a subject in mind and go to where I think that subject will be. But as far as a particular image in mind, in some occasions I do. Um but not always, you know, if it's something that's time sensitive, like, um, you know, the bison calves in Yellowstone are only, they grow really quickly. And uh, so the, there's a short, like a month where you can get images of them just that are super tiny with the mothers. And so at that point in time, you know, I'd be going out 
specifically with the a shot in mind of like, okay, I want to get a bison with a mother. Like I've got a shot pre-visualized, but mo- and most, most of the time, um, I'm not looking for anything in particular. I'm just, uh, look for the subject and then see what shots present themselves. I think that's all the questions I have. If you want to say anything else for the audience, just go ahead right now. Um, I guess, thank you for listening. Thank you for having me on to the podcast and uh, I've enjoyed talking with you and, uh, discussing wildlife photography. And uh, if anybody is interested in learning a little bit more about wildlife photography, shameless plug here, I've got some really great tutorials on my channel. So uh, yeah, check that out. Yeah, definitely go check check out his YouTube. Uh, what, it's Watts Wildlife. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast and it was nice talking to you. Yeah, you as well. Thank you for having me. I hope you learned a lot of that interview. I certainly did. It was incredible to talk to an expert like Evan Watts in this field. He knows so much about wildlife and his experience photographing big grizzly bears in Yellowstone National Park is just so cool. He documents many of his experiences on his YouTube channel. He has incredible vlogs. I would say anyone would like watching them. If you're interested in wildlife, go check them out. You don't need to be a photographer. He really will just like take you along with him. You'll get to see all the cool animals he sees. In that interview, I learned so much. My biggest takeaway was that you need to get outside to enjoy wildlife. Go out, spend as much time as possible, see what you can see. That's the best way to connect with it. It's not just going to happen if you just sit at home or watch TV. You need to get out there. You need to just put in the time and eventually you will see incredible animals and incredible sights. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast and following me on Instagram and TikTok at Quinn Photos. Thanks for listening. Bye.